emsradio.com. EMS information for the next generation. The EMS Garage is a production of emsradio.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just search EMS Garage. You can find us on Twitter at EMS Garage. Email us, emsgarage at gmail.com. Or call us, 303-720-6001. Hi, I'm Chris Monterra here at the NACHO 2013 conference in Dallas, Texas. And we're going to talk to Terry and Bobby here in one minute. Hi, Chris Montero, back with you at the NACHO 2013 conference in Dallas, Texas, and I'm joined today by Terry and Bobby, but I, I shouldn't even just call you that. Tell me who you are, what you do, um, you know, you brought us here, this is awesome, and uh, give us a little bit of background. So, uh, Terry or Bob, I still can't remember who. Terry? <laughs> Please, <laughs> right. Thank yeah. you, yeah. thank you. Uh, I'm Terry Allen, I'm the health commissioner for the Cuyahoga County Board of Health, which serves Greater Cleveland, and I'm the current president of NACHO. Cool. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. I'm Bobby Pestronk, and I'm the executive director of Nature. Excellent. Well, thank you guys very much. Thank uh, you, Chris. Well, hey, no problem. Glad to be here. So, um, what does Nature do? I mean, really, I, you know, I'm confused about all of that. Nature is a leader, partner, catalyst, and voice for local health departments. Great. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization located in Washington, D.C. And we serve, uh, our exclusive purpose is to assist local health departments and to be a voice for local health departments uh, at the federal executive and legislative level and to develop tools and processes that can assist local health departments with their work and to partner with other national organizations and with uh, the federal government and foundations to make healthier communities uh, more likely and to make health easy for people. And so from my perspective, uh, at a local health department, our view and, and from my role as president is that NACHO is a vital resource for local health departments to be connected uh, across the country, find that uh, there are more similarities right. among health departments around the country than there are differences. And so we're interested in a lot of program activities like immunizing uh, our kids or making sure that our water is uh, clean, our air is clean, our food sure. is safe. Uh, dealing with uh, challenges around emergency preparedness and vaccinating folks uh, if necessary, and then vaccinating um, uh, people on a regular basis, uh, your, your parents, uh, sure. uh, uh, your families. A uh, whole range of topics around preventing uh, uh, use of tobacco and healthy eating and active living. And NACHO has program ac- activities that support uh, best practices, help to advocate for those opportunities uh, for health departments around the country, and is an essential link uh, to really create uh, uh, a sense of community of local health departments around the country. Uh, it's, it's been around for a long time, and I think they're a very successful agency. In fact, we will be celebrating our 20th anniversary uh, wow. next year. Okay. Um, as NACHO with two C's, uh, National Association of County and City Health Officials. 
Very nice. It's a Very good nice. example of uh, actually two separate nonprofit organizations coming together, recognizing that local health departments, regardless of whether they were county-based or city-based, if they came together in the same organization and had the same priorities and talked to one another, that uh, we would be more successful. And I think that's been the case. And if you had the same voice, I mean, you already you have the same issues. Uh, so, how did it start? How did how did nature? I mean, you said it came together, but. What was the what was kind of the drive for that? Well, it's actually started as, and no one knew this at the time, as two separate organizations. Uh, local health departments exist in various uh, governmental forms and structures throughout the country. Uh, for generally speaking, uh, for Nacho's history, county health departments were one very common form, and city health departments were another common form. And there were uh, organizations for county officials elected officials and there were it was an organization for city elected officials and over time as local health departments got grounded understood their work understood the kinds of opportunities that might be available through a national association the county side developed an organization that was called the uh, national association of county health officials and the city side developed an organization that's called the U.S. Conference of Local Health Officials. Oh, and for many years, uh, actually almost 20 years before that, uh, those two organizations uh, lived in parallel. And um, over time, what they also realized was that there were some differences in the, their priorities and the way in which they expressed their priorities. But when they went to talk with federal officials and other people about their priorities, if they had something different to say that elected official at the federal level would say, listen, I can't sort out. Mm. You look the same to me. Uh, when you can figure out what's the same, and, and when you can figure out what priorities you share, then come and talk with us. Well, 20 years ago, the leadership of the two organizations had an epiphany and after having this kind of experience for a while, and they thought, why don't we merge the two organizations? And over the period of a couple of years, uh, the leaders uh, led and proposed that the organizations combine to form NACHO that we now know with two C's of county and city health officials. Wow. So how many members in, the, in NACHO? Itself? There are 2,800 local health departments across the country, and we consider them all members. Wow. So you don't have to sign up? You don't have to officially? Well, we, okay. we ask members to pay dues. We have different uh, categories of membership. And um, there are about 1,600 uh, local health departments that we say, according to the bylaws, are active members oh, wow. of NHO. And I think that this annual meeting uh, is an opportunity for people who haven't heretofore uh, been official members of NHO to participate here and see the value of this, of this network opportunity, learning about best practices, evidence-based practices around the country, and being able to take those back and implement those in your own community and have a name and a face uh, to contact in another community that's gone through some of the challenges that, that you're about to face is priceless. And so I think that this meeting often is an is a opportunity for folks to really, uh, the light turns on for them as to what NACHO has to offer. And I think that it, we pick up a lot of new members through that process as well. That's I'm great. actually uh, an, an example of that because I was a local health department director for oh, 22 wow. years in Michigan okay. before I came to NACHO as the executive director. And very early in my tenure, I bumped around from one national meeting of other organizations to another and really was not aware of NACHO. And then it was a uh, longtime uh, health official in Michigan 
whom I actually went to talk with when I became a health official to say, well, what's this job all about? And he said, have you ever gone to a nature meeting? And I said, well, you know, I've never been to a nature meeting. So he said, well, you ought to go. And so it took me a year or two to kind of work it into my schedule. And when I went to Nature, what I found at Nature was exactly what Terry has just described. Mm. There were a thousand, it wasn't as big, there were only maybe a couple hundred people at the meeting at the time. But there was a collection of people who were doing exactly what I was doing. Many of them were far ahead, had figured things out that I was just beginning to think about. And what it allowed me to see. And actually, we just experienced this at the board meeting mm -hmm. when we talked with board members about sort of their experience. Mm -hmm. What I was able to see uh, was a ready reference group for me, people who were interested in what I was doing. I was interested in what they was, mm -hmm. were doing. Mm -hmm. um, and a set of colleagues um, that, lasts, that has lasted 30 years. And what oh. that really gives you is a jump you know, on innovation. If you have a, a, a mm -hmm. another health department that's gone through the pain of a new program development and had success, you don't have to go through all those painful steps yourself. You can, right. you can uh, take a, a direction that gets you there quicker. And I think that, that helps to lift all boats nationally and improve the uh, collective practice of public health around the country. We create these communities of practice intentionally at Nature to bring people together around topical areas. We create meetings like this where they can come together both formally and um, in, informally. And um, the in very interesting thing about the culture of governmental public health people at the local level is that nobody feels a sense of uh, exclusivity mm. and, uh, about what they're doing. They're happy to share everything that they're right. doing, to describe it, to give you all their materials. Mm. So as Terry you talk said, about what worked and what didn't work, right. put it all there, and that, that's the only way to learn. Certainly, is if you put uh, all that, the uh, the good and the bad and the ugly on the table as you uh, improve what you're doing for your community. Because I think the one thing about the work that we do is is the folks that are at the local level are really very sincere about wanting to help, about wanting mm. to improve the health status of their community, and uh, it's very unique. There's a there's a certain um, uh, Esprit de corps among the group. People, they're, they're very positive. They, uh, they, they see that their work is, is uh, of a higher calling in the sense that they know uh, they're there to help the community and the community members recognize that. Right. And so it's, it's a resource that is good government. And I think uh, uh, people have come to understand that and find a place to share that, that sense uh, here at these annual meetings. To share what doesn't work also, right. yeah, which huge. you never hear. It is right. huge because you learn through failure. That's right. That's you learn what not to do, and you learn the problems that, that people have had. And people who come to this meeting look forward to coming back year after year because they get recharged and re-energized, and they yeah. remember a lot about, okay, this is what I need to be doing. And all of the sort of grinding, which is government on a regular basis, it's just the way it works. Right. It wears you down. Mm -hmm. And this is a place to get re-energized and right. to remember what you're supposed to be doing there and to learn how to do it differently and better. Yeah, I was going to say the bureaucracy can just grind you down. And it's, a good, it's nice to have a group of people that you want to come back to and yeah. really just get rebuilt up even, right. not just energized. Yeah. You go, oh, yeah, somebody's, somebody's behind me holding me up. Um, you guys touched on a few things, so I want to I want to bring us back. What you guys have a lot of members. You guys see a lot. I mean, there's no there's no doubt in my mind we're missing a large portion of our public health workforce. Workforce development is huge, um, but you see, you know, here I am, like, oh, gee, I want to go get my master's in public health. 
to go get a pay cut. I mean, really, what? I mean, what? How do we, or how do you guys see your position in that role to get um, more uh, more bodies in the chairs to start doing the work? And how do, how do we overcome that? Or well, is it even a problem? Well, I think I think that uh, people that choose public health uh, choose it for a reason. And they choose it because uh, they see that as, as something that they really tie their identity to and the work that they want to do. Uh, there are those that seek uh, opportunities for employment where there may be a big paycheck, as you described. I think that um, what we're looking to do as we go forward is to think about uh, with the Affordable Care Act now, the law of the land. Uh, we now are seeing a, a new set of skill sets that are emerging that right now many health departments currently don't have. Mm. And so we have a role uh, with workforce development tying back to our academic public health centers to assure that the curricula that they offer around the country mm. matches up with the uh, skill sets that we're going to need when these uh, young people graduate. And so that's, that's a continuum to assure that that pipeline is full. And right now, it's a, it's a big experiment as the Affordable Care Act rolls out. And we're beginning to see that there are community organizing um, skill sets. Uh, there may be skill sets around uh, uh, understanding uh, billing for services with, with the insurance companies, both public and private. There may be new skill sets around informatics and uh, information technology that don't exist as electronic health records. Uh, proliferate around the country. These are skill sets that in many cases health departments may not have at the ready. But th- by working with academia and identifying this, they can begin to uh, set the, uh, the stage for this to happen over time. Yeah. There are challenges funding workforce, especially in some of these new areas that sure. Terry has talked about, because in the private sector they will pay people much more sure. than uh, the government can right. pay. Part of the challenge of being a local health department director is to work well with the human resource people who are in the county or city government within which the health department rests to help them understand the particular challenges and the particular workforce needs. At the most senior level um, of leadership, uh, the directors and commissioners are actually going through a period of time right now which was forecast a number of years ago where there are a lot of retirements Mm -hmm. of senior leaders and um, where we're not finding that there's nobody who's interested in being in these leadership positions. They are being filled. Right. That's good. Um, even people who are making much more money right. as a physician or in medical practice, which isn't a requirement for every job, seek these positions because what someone is able to do if they use the powers and authorities and their, their um, good sense with this very unusual position of being a health department director mm-hmm. is not fix people one at a time after they've been broken. Right. They're actually able to manage the health of a whole population, to make health easier for people, to make life less risky for people, to keep them safe, and to do that for tens of thousands to millions of people at a time. And it's a job that um, requires a lot of creativity, that requires a lot of fortitude and patience, it's something new every day. Um, so there's a group of people who want that kind of challenge, and it's there all across the country. And there's a great history sure. behind governmental public health practice. That's a good point. So uh, you, I'll, I'll let you finish. But um, so as the as the president and executive director, who probably prod you along a little bit to say, here's our, here's our vision. What is your vision? What's your vision for, from, you know, you, you've talked about the Affordable Care Act. We've talked about many other places in public health. But what's the five-year vision for where nature's going to be 
and how you can help position public health departments around the country to do it. Well, I, I would, Bobby will provide the, uh, as executive director, uh, the sense of the formal vision. My sense is one of the things uh, local health departments uh, try to describe them to, to the community at large about what they want to do, and this is the collective of NACHO, is, is the Institute of Medicine uh, had a report that talked about creating the conditions in which people can be healthy. Mm. So we have, a, we have an, uh, I think, an opportunity now uh, as... Uh, it's, a, it's a challenge and an opportunity with the Affordable Care Act implementation about how our role will evolve. Some local health departments are providing clinical services uh, directly, and now uh, there may be, that may be changing for some. That may sure. be provided in different venues. So there's, we're really amiss in evolution, and uh, it, pre, it uh, presents both, both these opportunities and challenges about what our new role may be to provide preventive care uh, to support uh, clinical, the clinical environment. So uh, an example I often use is that uh, health departments uh, can work with um, pediatricians who have asthmatic children who don't seem to be getting better. They cost a lot of money in the system. There may be opportunities to uh, basically prescribe a home visit that the health department can perform and get, get reimbursed for that visit, identify environmental triggers like carpets or pets or smoking around children, to describe that to a family and then see measured improvements in outcomes. The, the child is in the emergency room less. That saves money to the system, and everybody wins in the process. So we're beginning to think about you know, new, new sets of, uh, of skills, as we mentioned earlier. But I think my sense is that it, over the next five years, the vision is that we are an integral part of the prevention workforce in the country and that we are integrated into the, um, uh, the funding streams around the Affordable Care Act but the overall cost to healthcare in the country is much lower because right. it's, it's really focusing on improving people's outcomes and not just paying for, uh, for visits to an emergency room. Great the point. nation will be measurably healthier and safer. It will be easier to be healthy in every community mm -hmm. across the country. Mm -hmm. And we will no longer be spending twice as much per capita as any other nation in the world and getting outcomes that are somewhere down in the 12th to the 15th rank. Mm -hmm. And um, prevention and population health uh, will be the goals that people seek. And the business of keeping people healthy will be profitable. And the business of paying for procedures one procedure at a time will be a cost that nobody wants, and a process of payment that nobody want, will want to bear. And local health departments will have be, been central to that change in health culture in the United States. Excellent. And the gaps between, uh, as it may relate to income or race, or, mm. uh, that those gaps between health outcomes will be smaller. They will right. have closed that gap. So. Uh, right now, we know, looking at life expectancy data, that often if you tell me your zip code, I can tell you how long you're going to live, mm -hmm. which shouldn't be in America, certainly. Right. And so that we want to begin to, to close that huge gap, which has been persistent on uh, issues around infant mortality or diabetes or heart disease or cancer, late-stage cancer diagnosis, so higher likelihood of dying from cancer because you're diagnosed late. Those gaps would be closed in the same world that uh, Bobby described. Here's the hardball question. <laughs> we talk about health all the time, but we always forget this one big piece that kind of underlies all of it, 
and you know where I'm going to go, mental health. And where, how, how can public health fit into mental health in their community? I mean, is there a role? Well, we actually say from the public health perspective that um, public health is about mental health and physical health and dental health mm-hmm. and emotional health and spiritual health. And that those systems have developed separately within this country. So part of what part of the challenge of being an effective um, leader in the governmental public health sector, whether you're working at the local, state, or federal level, is to find a way to develop the relationships to integrate all of those different forms of health and all of those different forms of human services. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean they necessarily have to be in the same organization, right. but it means that they have to realize that all of these things end up in the same person. And that in order to make it easier for somebody to be healthier across all those dimensions, the systems themselves have to, there has to be a system. There isn't one right now. They have to be better integrated. um, And they need to do that by talking with one another, by sharing data with one another, by meeting with one another, by setting priorities together with one another, and by recognizing that each of their particular domains is simply the facet of one facet on a larger jewel. Interesting. Wow. Okay, awesome. I am so glad you guys came by and talked to me about this. To end on a big note, tell us how people can find you and uh, email you for information, um, and then maybe the website as well. So, Well, you can find uh, NACHO on our website, www.nacho.org. Uh, we are based in Washington, D.C., at 1117th Street Northwest. Um, so... Uh, find our website and everything you want to know about us is is there cool and then how do you get to be elected as president uh well you miss a meeting run. <laughs> oh, no, miss a meeting whatever yeah, okay. so yes well, that has happened i will tell you he was chair of a meeting and i said did you miss a meeting is it as a matter of fact I, but i so I, I had been uh on a number of committees and then on the board uh for a number of years and the opportunity presented itself and often you get tapped on the shoulder uh, by your peers uh, to take the opportunity to uh, to uh, to lead. So you run against others around the country, other very other qualified folks. So sure. you feel very fortunate uh, and honored to serve, and uh, it really is an honor to be able to represent your local health departments around the country to uh, represent them in Washington or uh, with CDC working with Bobby. And uh, it's a year I look very much look forward to. And uh, to do my best that uh, hopefully at the end of it I can say and that my colleagues will say that I, uh, I, I uh, serve them well. And that's certainly something I'll remember uh, in my career as an as a important part of it. Nice. Well, Terry and Bobby, thank you guys. Uh, Chris, thanks thanks for joining thanks, us Chris. for the TV show, as you guys right. talked yeah, about. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> We're feeling much better. It is a public health show, after that's all. Right. It is, that's absolutely. Right. Right. Um, my name is Chris Montero, and yeah. you can find uh, more of these shows on the NATO website. And thanks for joining us at the NATO 2013 conference here in Dallas, Texas. on the table? Or, uh, I, uh, I'm a hands talker, yeah, okay. so, you know, I'm Italian. If they cut off my hands, I'm, I'm mute. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk without them. Sit on them, and it's hard, and it's bad. And so, it's, okay. it's, it's crisp. It's crisp, yeah, yes.
Mostly. <laughs> people know me as. <laughs> my other my other alter ego is uh, Superman, but you can find yeah. pictures of that online. Oh, we'll see the S. Okay, you ready? All right. 